Baby, you don't know what you do to me. Between me and you, I feel a chemistry. Peace, love, and positivity, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Aries of Feminism. In this episode, we'll be talking about the representation of trans women of color in media. I hope you brought your thinking caps because we'll be thinking and talking a lot today about pop culture and the things we see in television in regards to trans women of color. Before we dive into the TV talk, I just want to go over some statistics I found online that pertain to the representation of trans people in media. According to the Hollywood Diversity Report, trans people are in the smallest demographic of people within the acting profession. Men, both black and white, take the charts with being casted into big roles with black and white women following behind them. The question that lies here is, what if you're a black, brown, indigenous, trans woman? What is the likelihood you'll ever be casted in a movie you auditioned for over, say for instance, a cisgendered white man? If you do get casted, what type of role are you playing? This is something I want to address mainly because I feel like the representation of trans women of color in media is often negative. And if it's not negative, positive trans women of color representation in media is often done from the perspective of the victim. And I think that's just not right. Let's begin this episode with thinking about the books we read or what we watch on TV. Better yet, let's think about our favorite shows. My favorite show is Supernatural. And if you've never seen it, think about it as this. Two super cute white guys, one of which happens to be racist in real life, but that's not important right now. They fight monsters. And another, I think, important fact about the show is that there is this subtext of them being God's playthings. A lot of the show surrounds fighting monsters, but when they aren't fighting monsters, they're most likely picking up chicks at the bar or just talking about chicks in their bunker. (laughs) So another of my favorites is The Vampire Diaries. And I'm pretty sure almost everyone knows what this is. But if you don't know, just know that it's about a group of super high vampires all fighting over one girl while simultaneously battling every supernatural threat that occurs in their town, Mystic Falls. Now that I've told you about my favorite shows, pause this podcast or don't, doesn't matter. Just think about what your favorite shows are and their plots for a second. Like, really analyze the characters and their interactions with the storyline. Do any of them feature transgender people or even queer people? Better yet, are any of these people black, brown, or indigenous? Using myself as an example again, I know that TBD, which is short for the Vampire Diaries, has one lesbian relationship, and is portrayed as being extremely toxic, and both participants are white women. But I mean, at least there's representation, right? Wrong. This is where I teach you kids a little something about the importance of representation in media and why even the way we think about the shows we watch needs to be intersectional. So now that we've talked about the things that we watch and the people we see on TV and in books and whatever type of media we consume, let's think about real life. Do you surround yourself with people who look the same as you or do you surround yourself with people who are different? And this doesn't need to be strategic or this doesn't need to be 
like something that you do, I guess, on purpose. But you should think about it and think about what this means, right? So I'm going to give you a few seconds. Just think about like all of your friends and who they are and like what are their social identities, I think this is important because television and movies are really like the only type of exposure people get to diversity. I mean, like me personally, before I got to high school, all of my friends were black and they were mostly black women um, and black men. And then when I got to high school and I went to a more diverse high school, I started getting friends who were white, non-binary, um, Hispanic, you know, people who just weren't the same as me. And it's because I guess that that opportunity was afforded to me by allowing me to be in an environment that was supposed to be diverse. But not all people get that. Most people are sheltered in diversity. And a lot of the times, like, people's lives lack diversity and inclusion. So I just want you to think about that in terms of the people you see on TV. If you're only surrounded by if you're a white man, if you're only surrounded by other white people, um, white men, white women in your life, what ideas are you going to have about people who you've only seen negatively portrayed in television? But I think that this idea is something that could lead us down another alley, right? Think about how trans women of color are portrayed in media. And then think about how many trans women of color you personally know. What are your perceptions about trans women of color, especially if you don't know any actual trans women of color in real life? Negative stereotypes can directly impact the judgment that we have on people. Um, we don't necessarily need to know people to have opinions about them, and media contributes to that, and that is why it's so important that media becomes intersectional in the way that I hope feminism can become intersectional. This is something I want to address because I think that it's a huge issue that trans women of color don't have proper representation in media. Um, as a Black woman, I know that I thrive seeing other successful uh, Black women in media, like television shows, such as like How to Get Away with Murder, Being Mary Jane, you know, just positive representations of people who look like me. And I think that the lack of that for trans women of color is absolutely abhorrent. Trans women of color in media are often portrayed in a negative light. Um, let's talk about, say, for instance, Law & Order SVU. There's a specific episode where we get, and this isn't specific to trans women of color. I kind of just wanted to like talk about trans women in general first, mainly because I think that this applies to, like, all trans women and how they're represented in the media. Um, like, Law & Order SVU, like, they only portray trans women as victims of crimes, you know, and, like, this victimization of trans women, um, like, I don't know, like, I feel like it says something about, like, the heteronormity of, heteronormativity of, like, the media. And it's like, it's not like I don't feel like media is starting to become more inclusive because I feel like it is. It's just like, I think all the heterosexual people in charge, like they don't really know how to be properly inclusive. Um, because at the end of the day, like you have to think that like 
if you're heterosexual, like, you're, um, gonna be clouded by, like, the standards of heterosexuality when you judge other things. It's just, like, biology at this point. And I was reading, like, this article on, um, the, uh, African-American Intelligence History Society, Intellectual History Society, something like that. And they were talking about, like, how trans women of color and media are represented in, like, two categories. Um, and they used Laverne Cox and, uh, I believe, Janet Mock for examples. And I think that that is such an interesting, like, take on, like, the representation of trans women of color in media. Because, like, Janet Mock and Laverne Cox, like, they're Black trans women like they're black trans women and like that like lumping trans women women of color into these two categories like kind of I guess erases the experiences of other trans women of color who are not not black you know and it's like I think we spend a lot of time focusing on black stories because like you know like people think yeah like black you know like it's black and white but like it's really just it's really not <laughs> just black and white and like i think that like this focus on like mainly just like black trans women of color like it's kind of weird like you know like it's, it's it's weird in a way that it's like they don't pay enough attention to other people of color other women of color and it's also weird because black bodies are often used like again this goes back to koyama um from like episode two I believe where like it's the use of black bodies to negate like I guess um what's the word for it to negate allegations of racism it's just like it's, it's ridiculous to me and especially that they do it in the media it's like I don't know it's like you negate the experiences of one person of color with the experiences of another person of color and it's just so it's so it's just I don't know like I have no comment on it and I think that's why I'm creating this podcast as well like you know like people don't have comments on these things and it's just I think it's important like I believe what they stated in like the African-American intellectual history society um, article that I read, like, you know, people need to have more conversations about this stuff. Like, you know, nobody talks about how, like, you only think of trans women of color and media. And the first thing that pops up is Laverne Cox more and just the new black, um, or even India more. And it's just like the tokenization of specific trans women of color to kind of push that media is being more inclusive when really is just getting like more heteronormative. You know, I also decided that like I want to quote like this article I read by the African American Intellectual History Society. Finally got it right. Um because they just say this like so much better than I can and like so all right, basically they write that like media relies nearly exclusively on the narratives of Janet Mock and Laverne Cox. The media continues to produce a narrative of trans women of color that both obfuscates and cult the cultural trauma many trans women of color experience. On a daily basis, 
and concurrently produces a definition of transnormativity, a process shaped by adherence to respectability politics, heteronormative aesthetic standards, specifically grooming, beauty, and seratorial practices, and class privilege. I feel like that was just said so beautifully. And I also feel like it kind of just like illuminates how the media transforms the way we think about things and what becomes a standard and what doesn't become a standard. And I don't know, like, I think this is why, like, we need to talk more about having positive trans women of color in media who aren't just black trans women of color, you know, like, personally like I know numerous trans women of color who aren't just black and their experiences are so much different from like trans black trans women of color and I think that that's important to highlight because like these children need representation like people act like children don't see themselves in like gender non-conforming people trans people queer people like people act like children cannot see themselves in these people or that like other people can see themselves in these people like adults can see like portrayals of you know like Japanese like Japanese American women in shows being super successful and they're like oh wow like I want to do that you know and it's like it's just it's just so important to have positive representation in media and, like, this is why it deserves an entire podcast episode. Like, it just needs to be talked about. It just needs to be its own topic. To kind of, like, give media credit, though, like, I do enjoy, like, the entire backstory that, like, they give Laverne Cox's character in Orange is the New Black. I just, I feel like there needs to be more than just that, you know? Like, especially for, like, trans women of color who are not Black. Like, you know, who don't belong to, like, I guess what we can consider the majority of minorities. You know, like, when you think of minorities, you know, I don't believe you just automatically think of, like, you know, Asian people. Like, I think think minority just is black. Like, you know, like, and that might just be my personal opinion, but, like, you lump two, you lump human beings into these two categories, and it's just white and black, and it's never just, like, the in-between. So... I do give them their credit with that. It's just like, where is the rest? (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to this third episode of Fairies of Feminism. I just want to say that, like, I'm just so glad that, you know, you decided to listen this far in. (laughs) Um, Mainly just because, like, I feel like, I don't know, like, people just don't care enough to, like, listen to podcasts about, like, issues like these and it just warms my heart you know when that like someone's listening to me right now but thank you for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed this podcast see you again next time